Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with D Fresh, Eric, and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we're coming off last week's fun trivia episode with our boy Robbie Lewis. Uh, that was our second trivia episode that we've ran. Um, they've been getting some high ratings, so I figured we'd, we'd do another one last week. I was happy to come out as a champ. Uh, Ryan was the was episode one's champ, so Doug, we need to get you on the board with that for the next time. Uh, but we have another loaded episode going on today. Uh, even though there's nothing going on, there's always something going on, and so we're going to bring that to you today. But before that, I want to check in on the guys. Uh Doug, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, didn't do much this week, uh, but did have some good news yesterday. Um, I can, I feel like I can join the conversation now of lawns because the new house that we're having built will have a lawn in the front yard, so we can kind of compete for whose lawn looks the best. Wow, I'm, I'm actually honestly really proud of you, Doug, that you that you stepped up as a man and requested that in your new build because a lot of people these days. These, these progressives, they're going drought-friendly lawns, and I'm just not a fan of that, Ryan. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I am not a fan of that. I I live in a extremely big lot. for uh, I, have, I have a lot of grass, and um, I take great pride in, in my lawn. It is the best in the court. I know I've said it before, uh, but Eric didn't ask me how I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic. Great week. I got some good news to share with you guys. Um, last weekend... Uh, me and my father went halves on a go-kart. Um, so I have this sweet new go-kart that has a Coors Light spoiler. Really pumped about that. Um, all the new parts just came in last night. So I'm going to put that together today after I mow my lawns. Lawns come first, guys. How many, how many, how many like miles per hour is that um, thing going? So, how, how many are you pushing on that? So it's a Predator 212 motor. It's six and a half horsepower. But we took the, we, we, well, we didn't, we bought it like this, um, the governor's off of it. So when I was driving it last week, I was estimating, like I had Snapchat out and you know, the filter where it like tells you how fast you're going. I was trying to do that and it said I was going 38. So, we, and I wasn't going as fast as it could either. So I, I'm probably somewhere 38 to 40 is what I'm expecting. So we'll, we'll see. I'll get an accurate, uh speed and i like videotape me and maybe we'll put on the twitter something so all the fans can see my sweet new go-kart so funny story i guess ryan and i you know if you haven't picked up on alpha listening king cast brian and I are brothers doug's uh our brother from another mother but brian and i are actually brothers and we were little kids i actually ryan and i have a funny story where we were riding go-karts Not in a funny. church parking lot and 
funny for me, this is early 90s, so definitely, you know, rules were different, more different, a little more lax back then. But early 90s, I'm probably six years old. Um, I don't know why. My parents let me drive Ryan, and he's probably three or four at the time. And uh, no no cover on the go-kart, go- go right? It was just all bare, um, so no, no shield or anything like that. And I'm driving this three, four-year-old out. And he falls out of the go-kart. Did I run you over? What did I do to you, Ryan? I jacked you up pretty good. So I remember this pretty vividly. I was four years old. And I fell out. And Eric ran me over like I was a little raccoon in the street. Boom, boom. Dragged me a little bit. And I got really, really bad road rash. I remember crying. Um, I remember going home. And I remember my mom cleaning my... uh, my butt that was now hamburger meat and I got blueberry bubba hubba bubba after that. So I'm, I'm going to have to say that's my <laughs> earliest, my earliest memory of having bubble gum. So thank you, Eric. I love the blueberry hubba bubba now to this day. So thank you. But yes, it was, it was a dramatic experience and this is the first go-kart that anybody in the family has owned since then. So we're hoping for uh, better vibes this time around. That's why Ryan stutters on the show, though, Doug. He's always had his little stutter. You know, it's scary because I have a similar older brother, uh, you know, younger brother tragedy like that with my older brothers. That's that's weird. I have a story similar to that. Um, Like, you fell out? Tell it. It it wasn't tech. I I was seeing if you guys want to hear it. It wasn't. It was not a go-kart. It was different, but it was like the big brother, you know, came out on top here. So we're at my grandfather's uh company picnic like when i was like three or something like that so my older brother my older brother was 10 at the time and we were i was hanging out with him he decided it would be fun to throw rocks at this like flock of geese that was just hanging out by the water and so one of them uh hit one in the head long story short big bro takes off running leaves little bro behind and i got attacked by i don't know a dozen to 15 uh geese and uh they have such dirty mouths and they have a lot of bacteria in their throats so i got got that all over my legs i had warts for years all over my legs because my older brother being an asshole so that's my story i remember that doug i remember you had that on your knee for a while i remember when we were kids Mm -hmm. you had that that's how it happened Mm -hmm. yeah may, may i that's a crazy story may i may i interject real quick eric about my stuttering so I don't think that I really stutter for some. I, I think it's more than my. Al- no, you don't stutter. It was a joke. It's my allergies, I think. So sometimes, you know, I got to sniffle and try not to go over the, the microphone. But if I did have a stutter, I would have to uh, give that credit to Eric. Also, in the same year that he ran me over at the go-kart, um, Eric hit me in the head with a T-ball bat and split my head open. So four with. Oh, dude. So I was just going to I was just going to tell this yeah. story right now. And no joke. Cause, yeah, all four, right. I was going to tell the story because you're in this world was a rough one. <laughs> so because we you know i was thinking oh how some of this is related to sports and and no joke you guys can i mean i can show you my screen i have the 1996 oakland a's roster pulled up just just to make a reference because i got a bat uh from little leagues i said mid 90s man man the 90s baseball was awesome everyone was fucking on steroids and uh you know, the, the mid-90s Oakland A's with Mark McGuire and, you know, Jason Giambi was juiced. I mean, I just read all these names, juiced, juiced, juiced. And I got a bat, and uh, we were out in the court playing baseball, and little Ryan walked up behind me, and I swung, I swung that Oakland A's uh, Little League Day baseball bat trying to swing for the fences and cracked this motherfucker right in the back of the head, 
busted his head open. So Ryan, dude, Ryan has a lot of scars. Uh, we also attacked him with with chairs like WWE style. Dad wouldn't let us watch wrestling after that. We were big fans of Sting. So Ryan definitely got the beating from us when we were kids, man. You know, that's funny because I bring up I'll bring up another story where I actually was a suspect um, I went putt putt golfing with my little sister one time, who's you know just over a year younger than me. And instead of putting like a responsible uh, putt putt golfer would, I decided to swing it like it was a fucking driver. And long story short, broke her nose. Um, she had to go to the ER uh, immediately. So that was a fun time too. With a ball or with with, with the, with club? the club? Like you I hit a club in the face the... with the club. Didn't see her there. Boom. Damn! Did your parents spank you, Doug? Did you get? I you was didn't beaten so bad I don't even remember it. No, Do not you really. That time, but I was spanked as a child. That's why I'm a responsible human yeah, nowadays. See? Was it? Did your mom spank you, or did your dad spank you? You know, uh, mostly my dad, and you guys know he's a large human, so uh, that big hand on my ass cheek, yeah, that big hand big on my ass hell, cheek, man. did not feel well. So I never committed the same crime again. Well. Well, and that's why Doug walks with a limp if you see him in person. So <laughs> let's move on because uh, so something I've been doing this week with no sports. Um, I need to really share this with you guys. There's a um, there is an, a series on YouTube. It's called you guys know the I don't know what they are like a media company SB Nation. You guys you guys are familiar with them. So they have a bunch of cool uh, YouTube series like 15 to 20 minutes long done really well and they're called collapse so it's sp nation's collapse and so we can tweet this out for people that are looking for just some fun sports content i know people are kind of uh in that a nostalgic mindset looking back on the bulls with the last dance documentary right now they they actually do so what this series is is they take a team or franchise that was at their peak and they kind of do a chronological timeline of their collapse and, and all of the moves that went into it um, and I want to just bring it up just to share a little bit of content. Have you guys seen this yet? I know I've sent some of them out. Has anybody taken the chance to watch any of these? Uh, or I have no? not watched it, but I know exactly what you're talking about because you have sent them out. Please. Yeah, so it's just something I, I want to please enlighten us. I have not seen them yet. That, that's all it is. And, and and so maybe I'll send them out and maybe, maybe we bring it up again later. But I figured I'd bring it up to people who are... Uh, listening to the podcast, maybe looking for something to watch, and we'll tweet out the link to it. But but one thing that you guys know, um, and you guys know history, it talks a lot of the basketball teams. You know, they talk about the Bulls. They talk about, um, I want to say the Lakers with Kobe Bryant, and they talk about the Pistons. So there's like a lot of them they've done, and and it seems like every single one of them, what's happened is teams have gotten into really bad cap situations, and then they they kind of peaked, and then after that getting out of it you know um so it's just a fun one but they did a, a series a, a little mini series on jeremy lynn and and it kind of led me down the rabbit hole of sb nation and jeremy lynn was something that if you guys remember a couple years ago just was like this meteoric rise in the middle of a season and i wanted to bring it up today to see if maybe we could have a discussion about it you guys can tell me what you think but jeremy jeremy lynn doug i don't know if you have a, if you can pull the stats up and give us some of them through that stretch but he really took off and it turned into like a phenomenon. And I just wanted to some of the conversations we've had on the last couple of weeks about Kings just getting really up for we would consider mediocre players. Like what if a Jeremy Lin scenario had happened with the Kings and how would, do you think the Kings fans would handle it? But Doug, what are those yeah, stats? From 2012 to 2017, which is the bulk of his, you know, really good play. Well, good play 
Uh, he averaged 12.7 points a game, three boards, 4.7 assists, 35% from downtown. And that was all while averaging 27.9 minutes a game. And as I read these now, it kind of kind of reminds me of someone. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't even intend to ever do that. But that was it 2011, 2012 specifically? That was that season where he, he was yeah, going Yeah, 14.6 points a game for the Knicks. Uh, 3.1 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 32% from downtown, 44% from the field in 27 minutes. Ryan, what do you think about, I mean, Jeremy Lin and like, talk about him and like, is it worth having a discussion about like, if you were on the Kings, is there anything there? Am I just reaching, you think? Uh, so if he was on the Kings and he went through that Lin sanity stage, oh my God, dude, he, his jersey, first off, jersey would be retired right now and he's still in the NBA. Um, <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really think there'd probably be a statue outside Golden One and that's if the Golden One wasn't named the Lin Center. Um, so they're, they're definitely, <laughs> all right. So like you guys catch my drift where I'm going with this, right? Like Sacramento. Oh my God, dude. Like they just might be the Sacramento lens, dude. For It like, would have been all the news even, here. Oh, uh, but, uh, you, you know, the, the, the crazy thing about that Jeremy Lynn is I remember watching this cause, uh, I was actually when Lynn sanity popped off, I was actually in boot camp. All right. So I have, I have a, I have a crazy story about this. So I was in boot camp when this Lin Sanity thing popped off, and uh, my bunkmate in had gotten sick. Right, so the only place that there was a TV was when you go to the hospital, and when you're in boot camp, you can never go anywhere by itself. Okay, so my buddy he gets sick, and I gotta go to Medhold with him. So we march all our butts all the way across the base, and we go to Medhold and. So I'm all pumped. I'm like, hell yeah, bro. I'm about to watch some ESPN. And I sit down, bro, and people are going crazy about this on ESPN. Like, people are going crazy about this Jeremy Lin thing. So, like, it, it was nuts, dude. That's, like, right when he was hitting, like, he hit the game winner, dude. He was dropping hella points, all that stuff. But anyways, I, I just want to share that because it's a weird memory I have of Jeremy Lin. But J- Jeremy Lin, he, uh, dude, like, all right, cool. He went, like, on a six-game streak like i mean he averaged 14 points a game dude it's kind of like dude like if bogey went on a six game streak and dropped dropped hella points and then just regressed back to his normal state um except jeremy lynn has better uh, assist assist uh totals than than bogey but that's the same type of scoring that is dude it's not like it's it nothing crazy but yeah the jeremy lynn thing man if, if it happened in sack i i guess it would have been cool because they sucked back then anyway so i guess they would have been on the news yeah, so it, it's just I know it's a random and off topic, but I think that right now, like, like I said, there's nothing going on, but there's always stuff going on. And what I meant by that is you can I think we're the type of uh, sports fans where we definitely are interested in the history of the sport, the history of franchises. Um, I think that what makes us a little bit more, I would say, unique is that we are we get really fascinated by how teams manage their rosters. We're, we were very interested in the, I would say, the GM aspect of teams and stuff like that. And so I think that's why on the podcast, sometimes maybe we focus a lot on that is how teams are built and how resources are used. And and, and Jeremy Lin was just was just a fun thing. And it, and it got me it kind of tied in, I guess, to this, this, which was I've no do. Is there I was trying to think, is there anybody in, in I would say the last 15 years that's just gone on this crazy streak for the Kings? 
And I'm, to be honest with you, I really couldn't think of anyone. The only guy who I could kind of think of was, was Isaiah Thomas and how that year he went off for like 20 points a game. But they let him go right away. And I think because he was so small, I think people were kind of like they understood, you know, what, what the Kings were doing. I, that's a separate debate, but I couldn't think of anybody. Um, but I noticed that this week, um, Jack Cooley has been all over KHTK, okay? And I it's not the first time Jack Cooley's been all over KHTK or all over the Kings Herald podcasts or whatever. And so I kind of wanted to we had we just had Jeremy Lin's streak, but like now we can talk about Jack Cooley's streak because dude, this guy played seven career games of the Kings and he's all over the media right now. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And you know, help me out, guys. I don't I don't remember watching Jack Cooley even play, honestly, because that's I think he was he was on the roster when I was when I was uh overseas, dude. So like I don't think I ever I don't think I ever saw the guy play. Honestly, I don't get it. It 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 it's it's one of those scenarios. Like even this guy had a longer stint. Like Dante, when Dante Green was in sack, dude, Dante Green still comes on KHDK, bro. Like they, like you would think Dante Green's jersey's in the rafters, dude, from the way that he gets treated around there. So Sacramento's media just has some type of fascination with, you know, p- putting these guys who maybe they're just cool guys. I don't know. And, and hyping them up on their, on their social medias. And, and I, I, I honestly, I don't get it, but I don't honestly, if I walked past Jack Cooley, I'll be the first to tell you, I probably couldn't even tell you what he, what the hell he looked like. Uh, he's like a mix between a Greg o- Ostertag with a side part. <laughs> I think he looks like an actor, dude, like a small time actor in like a background of a TV series. That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> like he does not look like a basketball <laughs> player. Hey, Hold on, let's not like bash Jack Cooley, bro. It's not his fault, dude. Like, he's probably a really cool guy. No, Jack Cooley. We should be bashing like Carmichael Dave and those guys for like having him on and like really treating this guy like a superstar. I was just going to say, this is, and and we talked about the other day or whenever we were texting about it, but, uh, you know, it's like they're, they're friends, it seems like, Carmichael Dave and Jack Cooley, and that's fine. But oh my god, the amount of run this guy gets on King's Twitter is like, are, are we serious right now? Because who the fuck's Jack Cooley? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I Doug, I, I pulled it up. Jack Cooley, you know, I, I I will say I do remember that stretch because, um, yeah, I wasn't stationed in Germany. I was just living my life here in Sacktown, and and uh, you know, it was like a week. He was there for like a week or two, you know. And the Kings were terrible. It, 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 they were terrible. And he came in, and I think it's one of those things that we've said that if you come to Sacramento and you like play really hard with effort, people really like you. From all accounts, Jack Cooley seems like a, a he does seem like a cool, chill guy. But he only he averaged five point seven points a game, and he had four point three total rebounds, and that was only in twelve minutes. So you know, maybe maybe give that guy four minutes, he might have been on really close Stein's level. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that. That per 36 is sounding right, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe they were onto something. It's yeah, and I guess it's right. You know, we 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 just kind of say shit sometimes and we we're not trying to hate on Jack Cooley. It's just I'm scrolling I'm just scrolling through and you got this Kings Herald who's this new, you know, Sacktown royalty branch off deal or whatever they are. And it's like, dude, they did an hour episode with Jack Cooley and I 
I listened to a couple of their clips and they're like, you know, Jack, it literally was this Jack Cooley's take on the Kings locker room, bro. He was there for seven games and he's like talking about Garrett, Gary, Garrett Temple and how good of a teammate Garrett Temple. I'm like, I don't know, man, this is not what I'm feeling. You know, I'm not really into this. So any, I don't know how you guys, I just can't wait until uh, they have Eric Mika on for Kings history and his participation too. So that should be fun. Just one day we could just do a, a, a like a an episode, Doug, and we, and we can use that like somber music that we um, that you have, and and we can do like names, uh, forgotten names in King's history because there's a lot of them. Uh, another thing, scrolling through the Twitter this week, which was our boy Matt George. Last time, Matt, we gave you some credit because you did a we thought a respectable, cool, fun series, but. Um, this time, not so much. You, you, you put to, <laughs> Matt George. Did you guys see this? He was reliving the Mike Malone trade, or not trade, the firing rather that season. And he's posted the season when they were like eleven and thirteen in December. <laughs> and he said, "What could have been?" I haven't talked to you guys about this. I thought I thought I'd bring it up and to see what your commentary was because I just was like, "What could have been?" I don't know, man. I mean, they were eleven and thirteen. Like, what are you going to say? I mean, Demarcus Cousins did get that meningitis, and it, I get the season was was a failure, but I figured I'd give you guys, throw this up and see what you guys thought and make sure I'm not crazy. Okay, so I actually saw you respond to him on Twitter. And every time I see Eric call somebody out on Twitter, I always click on it because it's it's probably something <laughs> that we're going to talk about on the podcast. So it, I think what he was referring to on that is like Sack. Sack jumped out, out of the gates that year, dude, and was like seven and two or something like that, dude. Like it was like, if you go look at it, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but they had a very good like first ten games, uh, and I and I actually remember that too. But I I think that's what they were, what he was getting at. I think he just kind of threw up the whole schedule through December just because that's probably a failure on his part. Um, but yeah, I whatever, dude. Like boogie boogie got sick. They sucked anyway. They didn't do anything the year before. They didn't do anything the year after. So. Um, yeah, that I whatever, dude. I got I don't even know what to say about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you know, just specifically, they started off 9 and 5 that year. So, especially for us casual Kings yeah. fans, like holy shit, like guys, this may be the year. And it was they had some decent time. I mean, obviously they had Boogie and Rudy Gay and Darren Collison was coming along being a nice nice cool piece. Um, but yeah, and then I I listened to some of it the other day as well, Eric, and I'm pretty sure that Matt George said that they were a lock for the postseason. Ah, it's a stretch, dude. That's a stretch. <laughs> because I mean, like uh, they they, wait, where, they were showing promise early, at? obviously. I'm like nine I and if I'm wrong, I will come on here next week and say, Matt, I was wrong, but I'm ninety nine percent sure he said that team was a lock for the postseason if Boogie didn't get sick and uh, Malone was not fired. Oh, oh, this is my point of bringing it up, and it's you know, Matt George, you're just you're just the guy sometimes that I feel like because you put out content, and hey, good for you, man, doing your job, you get paid for it. I'm not trying to knock on this dude as a person. It's just I do feel like uh, that if you're a Kings Media member and you're putting out stuff, it's the same as that guy from that the article we talked about a couple weeks ago. We're just random fans. You we're we're the people eating your content, and we just you know what. And I it, the, I think it falls in line what you said about the lock for the postseason is kind of why I wanted to bring it up because it just seems like 
Kings media fans, you know, it's it's those fans who work in the media who we consider just ultra positive and somewhat maybe even at times delusional that uh, why they like to look backwards and replay things out. What if, if this would have worked out this way and all these things, and that's just not how you do things. You know, the Kings have shown a pattern of, you know, franchise behavior and, and I don't know why they're always given the benefit of the doubt. It's, it's looking back to this, this year. Well, if these players hadn't have got hurt and blah, 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 then we would have maybe it's just that mindset, you know, and I just don't think that that's, it just falls in line with everything, right? Hundred percent. The team's mediocre, man, and they and they have been below mediocrity for a long time. Um, and and that's a big thing that we touched on, especially early on on the podcast, how we were going at um, you know, the the people's mindset. Or I remember having multiple conversations about that. It's just kind of a losing mindset. Um, but yeah, Sacramento, they just you know they they try to blame it on like like this year. Oh well, if Bagley wouldn't have got hurt if Darren Fox wouldn't have got hurt. I'm pretty sure people in the beginning of the season said we were a lock for the postseason. I mean, I mean, we we definitely had them in there, you know. So guys, you know, guys like at the end of this year, you know, they were talking. Well, if this wouldn't happen, well, it does happen, and it happens to every single team every single year. And it's who, you know, if you're really a good team and you really are a uh, a, a good franchise, you're gonna pull through that, you know. And and Sacramento just hasn't done that, and it keeps happening time and time again. So uh, enough with the excuses, man. Eventually, you got to do it. Exactly. So a lot of a lot of uh, I would say us being critical of what's going on, what pe- what opinions are, and I think that's what what's going on right now. On there's no sports, and we're just seeing a lot of people write a lot of stuff, and I feel like this is our platform to to give our opinions on. So. Um, I'd like to move us on into the trash take of the week. Um, and I think it was unanimous on this. So bang, 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 trash take of the week right here. We got a couple trash takes this week. A um, couple honorable mentions. I think as we go into this episode, we're going to have a little bit more trash takes. But Doug, why don't you hit the people with the trash take of the week this week? Bring the it on. trash take of the week is from Bleacher Report. And they're... Well, was oh, Bleacher right? Report. The, uh, they put out their uh, all-decade team. So that's from 2010 to 2019. And I'm going to go in the order that they have on here. And then you'll know where we get the trash from on this take. Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Deserving. Deserving. And Draymond Green. What? Trash. Ryan. That's so bad, man. Because they they left off Boogie. Okay, they left off Anthony Davis. They left off Blake Griffin. You know, you you left off Blake Griffin, dude. You left off guys like DeAndre Jordan, uh, Andre Drummond, who I would take over Draymond, who's been a a rebounding leader in this decade. There's there's a lot of freaking dudes that they left off. It's crazy. LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, come on, man. Terrible. Hey, by the way, by the way, when we do our trash take, do you know how... You know, you know how like Jim Rome does like that. We don't like that call in the music and stuff. We should definitely get some on the audio. While Doug, while Doug was saying like your trash take is, I was like that whole like we don't like that call was playing in my head, dude. I'm like, dude, that's money. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, I will. So, well, I just, uh, 
Go, no, I was to say, Doug is is that uh, we all agree Draymond being on an all decade teams trash. We've talked we talked about Draymond in our most overrated episode a couple weeks back, but uh, I did want to point this in real quick, which was that I did a Google search for the all decade team from this last decade before we hopped on, and the the December twenty nineteen Bleacher Report article came out, and I want to say Draymond Green was not on there. So make up your mind, Bleacher Report. You know, I know it's probably different articles. Goals, but why they put this guy well, on there five months so ago trash. and um his play from december until the shutdown um really put him into that category i'm assuming so maybe you know without steph and clay it was like hey this guy's deserving we're gonna put him on guys <laughs> so that's our trash take of the week um okay bleacher report we're gonna come at you again okay because we're moving on um Bleacher Report. What are you doing? I like Bleacher Report. They're fun. This is not a trash take of the week, but this definitely was uh, it, it was an honorable mention. And that was, you guys fall, are following Bleacher Report's fantasy trade leagues. I don't know what they're calling it. You guys saw the trade that they had on there? Uh, well, they did several. multiple. Yeah, they did multiple. Are you talking about the Aaron Gordon for Buddy Heald one? That's the one I no, saw. No, I'm talking about the one that, the Bagley one. The I do. I have, you have it up, Doug? You want to start with that one? Okay. <laughs> well, let's start with the bag one. That's the one I right, prepared so to bring this in. This trade involves the Houston Rockets and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I'm just going to be straightforward. The Rockets would receive Marvin Bagley and Nemanja Bialica, and the Kings would receive PJ Tucker, Daniel House, and an unprotected 2022nd first round pick. I don't know why I said 2022nd, 2022 oh first round pick. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, Ryan, because I know Ryan has a lot to say, and I want to hear Ryan's take on this. Why don't you give the other one that Ryan was talking about, the Aaron Gordon one for Ryan? Then he can comment. I'm going to be honest. I don't have one involving Aaron Gordon on here. I have all the Bleacher Report ones that he's had. If you have it, go ahead. I I remember it because I looked at it while I was doing nothing at work yesterday. Uh, There, it was Bleacher Report put out like. You know, a, I think it is titled Blockbuster Trade or whatever that every NBA team needs to make or something like that. Anyways, they had Buddy Heald uh, straight up for Aaron Gordon. All right. And this is how you know that these idiots over there do not watch Kings basketball or know anything about Kings basketball because this is what they said. They said that the Magic could use scoring, blah, blah, blah. We don't care about them. But Sacramento could get a high flying forward, okay, for a team that, that needs a forward. And I'm sitting there thinking, a team that needs a power forward, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, so they need a power forward. Um, do they not know that we have, you know, Harry Giles, uh, Bagley, uh, Rashawn Holmes, Alex Lynn, uh, Harrison Barnes gets slotted there sometimes, and then you want to throw Aaron Gordon into that. So I was like, to me, it's just, it's idiotic that teams are, uh, or not teams, but people like Bleacher Report are saying stuff like that. Like, to me, that's really uneducated. Um, and, and you guys want me to talk about the, the other trade as well for Daniel house and yeah, you just go, okay. you go in and Ryan, I'll help you out real quick that before you, before you go into that is, is that, um, it, you can see right now <clears throat> that there's people that get paid to, um, this is their job, right? There's their job to report, to produce content, to talk about things. Dude, content is very, very thin right now. And we we don't get paid, right? So we just do this shit because we like to. It's fun. But we have jobs. Like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, no one's telling us you need to pump out this many columns. So 
people just don't do the research, man. They're, they're putting out bad content. And, and that's why I think that we kind of have an edge when it comes to certain topics is because we really hyper-focus our opinions on one thing where you have some people who, like the Sacktown Royalty thing that came out a couple weeks ago, they just say shit just to say shit. You know, but at the end of the day, though, it does influence the fan base. But the Bagley one, Ryan, do okay. you want to talk about the Bagley one? Because that right, was so absurd. P- like PJ Tucker, Daniel House, and an unprotected 2022 first rounder? That is correct. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, and Sacramento is going to give up Bielisa, who's on a team-friendly contract, and a 21-year-old Marvin Bagley, who was the number two pick in the draft, like, two years ago. Um, that for PJ Tucker, who is a six foot seven, uh, center right now, <laughs> it's for Houston. He got shoes. He got hell of shoes and, though. And he went to Texas hook him. Not hating on my boy PJ Tucker. His shoe game is better than mine. Uh, but Daniel house, what is Daniel house going to do? Okay. Or, I, I mean, I think he's just a worse Ken Bazemore probably. Uh, PJ Tucker is a six foot seven center. Like I said, where is he going to play on this Kings roster? I I don't understand what in their uh, how in their eyes would Sacramento bail on a Nemanja Bielisa team friendly contract and a guy who's twenty one years old this early for a for role players and probably the twenty fifth pick in the draft. That makes no sense to me. It's insane. Hey, you know, if it's that easy to get paid to do shit like this, what are we doing, guys? Maybe we should just get paid, you Is know? I mean, we, you just got to... Pro- Straight up. Straight up as no, a clickbait. I mean, no, it's just... I Because I guarantee you go look on those those other those other trades. There's probably some meaningful trades. Um, there's probably some one where they got Brad Beal going somewhere, and they probably have one where Kevin Love went somewhere, and there's probably some meaningful trades in there. But because it's Sacramento... People don't put their time and effort in researching, and that's how you get stupid shit like this, and that's how you get stupid stuff like um, the Kings need a high flying forward. Well, they have Air- they have Rashawn Holmes, all right. Like it's that that's how you get stupid stuff like that. It's Sacramento, and people just don't care. Yeah, so Doug just just put up on the screen. He did the screen share. They also did one which was like Buddy Healed and some other random things for Tobias Harris. That was a big thing on King's Twitter this week, which was people were talking and talking about Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has a crazy contract. I don't see any reason the Kings would need to take that on. I don't know how much we need to spend on each individual trade. I think our commentary here was Doug. You're right. It it, it is clickbait in the sense that they need to pump out content and they need people to follow along. Um, but I do, I genuinely do think that people are trying. They're trying their best to produce what they would consider good content. And yeah, it's, it's clickbaity. We do clickbaity shit, not clickbaity, but we have you would say hot takes. I guess sometimes that we just put out there because we want to put it out there. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think it's someone trying their best. So uh, Bleacher Report it seems to be. I didn't realize that we were going to go in this order, but Bleacher Report I think seems to be our target this week. Uh, so you know, then I think the bulk conversation that I wanted to have here um, was going to be the Bleacher Report redrafts. And I thought this was going to be really a uh, fun conversation because the Kings are, I would say, the number one, maybe worst drafting team of the last ten years, in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe twelve years if you want to reach back that far. Uh, there's a great YouTube series, not a series, but YouTube uh, video. Some random guy put out. I want to tweet this out to the to the people listening. It really recaps the Kings draft history. But 
Doug uh, has pulled up uh, the the Bleacher Reports redrafts, and the Bleacher Reports redrafts were as if you redrafted that draft now. And so I wanted to go through each one and see is did Bleacher Report get it right, or do we think the Kings might have taken someone else? Because like Ryan said, we don't feel the Kings are always best represented uh, in, when it comes to these mass media lists. So, Doug, uh, what year are you going to start, start with? with 2018. They haven't done 2019 yet, and we didn't even have a first-round pick last year anyways, did we? So, um, no, uh, well, why don't you go start further back? You want to like go all the, the way first back. One okay. you have, like, maybe two, I have 2012. 20... You want to start in 2012? Okay, oh, let's start there. Shoot. And we'll move through them quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm just, I'm not going to give a penny. I'm just going to read what they have, okay? So, first overall pick in the 2012 draft, the Hornets take Anthony Davis, okay? The second pick, the Charlotte Bobcats take Damian Lillard. The third pick, the Washington Wizards take Draymond Green. The fourth pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers take Bradley Beal. The fifth pick, your Sacramento teams take Chris Middleton. Do I need to keep going or do you want to stop there? No, Ryan, why don't you just pull up the draft, the actual draft so Doug doesn't have okay, to read the okay, whole okay, draft. Just that. pull it up on your screen. Who did what? What year is this? And then Doug, you can tell us they the 2012. The Kings took Thomas Robinson <laughs> that year, the forward from Kansas. For those younger fans, yeah, and so I, I think it, this this one too. We got to remember who's on the Kings roster. It's got to make sense okay. too. Okay, you know, yeah, like I, what they would I have realistically. The top or the the NBA draft from 2012. Yeah. Okay. God. So they had the Kings taken Middleton, Ryan. Would would you have taken someone different here? Uh, okay, so I'm going down. Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, no. Deion Waiters, no. Harrison Barnes, no. We already have. We haven't ended up with them anyway. Andre Drummond, um, we had we had Boogie then. Um, from what I'm seeing, I mean, Evan Fournier is the next best. Player. Probably a good redraft. Yeah, it, that that was a that was a decent redraft right there. Um. So good, re- good redraft on Bleacher Report, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no, hundred percent, hundred percent. The only other person that we could have possibly took right there was Andre Drummond, but we did have Boogie. Uh, but they drafted a big man. So hold on, hold on. They Kings did draft a big man in this. So I, I mean, you might take Andre Drummond right there. All right. Okay, Doug. Okay, give us 2013. The first overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers take Giannis. The second pick, the Orlando Magic take Rudy Gobert. (coughs) The third pick, the Washington Wizards take CJ McCollum. The fourth pick, the Charlotte Bobcats take Victor Oladipo. The fifth pick, the Phoenix Suns take Steven Adams. Sixth pick, the Hornets take Robert Covington. And the seventh pick, your Sacramento teams take Otto Porter. Hmm. Ooh, Otto Porter. Um, hmm. So in this draft, the Kings originally took uh, this 2013. Ben, Doug, they took Ben Macklemore that year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah this this draft this I remember sucked. going into it was not it sucked, but there were there were some pieces out there in the redraft. I remember I was like I wanted the Kings to always get. Around this time, I th- I thought it would the Kings should always solidify their front court with some type of defensive big man. 
Um, at that and at that time, you know, Boogie was coming in. I'm like, just they need to let this guy do his thing and, and just go off and not have to worry about defense. Did Stephen Adams get drafted ahead of the Kings in this redraft? Uh, he yeah, he was taken. I'm sorry, I clicked out to look at something. He was taken. Where would I have it? Now my computer wants to freeze. I believe I he Steven, they had him going Adams, five. Like five. Yeah, yeah they he had, went five to Phoenix. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Ryan? This, this was a, this is a tough one because this draft blew. It's in, looking back, it, it ended up blowing did, did altogether. They have the Kings taking back, they had the Kings taking. They had. Doug, you guys are making me come back. Uh, oh, it was Otto Porter. That's right, Otto Porter. Just okay, Otto Porter. Um, I guess. I mean, there's Dennis Schroeder. Um, Otto Porter. I mean, whatever. Tim Hardaway. That's another option of a guy who's like, especially this year, who I, I, I'm i really big on Tim Hardaway, though. So it's kind of a biased thing. Um, KCP. Otto Porter, Den- Dennis Schroeder. Nah, screw Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But uh, Schroeder, yeah, yeah, Schroeder, ha- Hardaway, or Otto Porter. Um, yeah, that that's it. This draft was freaking terrible. Oh, my God. All right. So they, they got, they probably... They they did a fine job there. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I don't really have an opinion. One Ryan kind of covered it. So off to fourteen, um, Doug. Who, where was where did the Kings select in fourteen? Eight. Okay, this draft. Oh God. Kings. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, first overall pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers take Joel Embiid. The second pick, the Milwaukee Bucks take Nikola Jokic. The third pick, the Sixers take Zach Levine. The fourth pick, the Orlando Magic take Clint Capella. The fifth pick, the Utah Jazz take Aaron Gordon. The sixth pick, the Boston Celtics take Marcus Smart. Huh. The seventh pick, yeah, the seventh pick, the, the Lakers take Spencer Dinwiddie. And the eighth pick, the Sacramento Kings would take Andrew Wiggins. Wow, they have Andrew Wiggins taking slipping that mm-hmm. far in the draft. You want me to finish out the redraft? Because wow. Cause at, okay, well, I was going to no. say, because at nine, the Hornets take Rand, Julius Randle. So, all right, this is, this is, yeah. Who, where did Zach Levine go in that? Has he gone yet? Yeah, he was third. He was like, uh, oh, to, uh, uh, pictures. Okay. Uh, so in this, in this draft, while you guys are, while you guys are thinking, this was the draft. If you guys remember that they did a behind the scenes with, Pete D'Alessandro, oh. however you say his name, and Vivek. And this is that analytic draft. And the analytics guys came and said, you know, take Alfred Payton. The analytics say take Alfred Payton. And they're like, yes, yes, Alfred Payton. And then they go, but I like Stauskas. He can shoot. And they're like, yeah, Stauskas, Stauskas. And then they took Stauskas. And it was like, you, why the fuck did you hire these analytic guys? And they tell you to take a guy. And then you take Stauskas, who's not even an NBA player. That's what I remember about this draft. Doug was Doug's a Michigan fan, so Doug was optimistic about Stauskas. I never bought it, especially because they, they just drafted Macklemore, so they were they were drafting a bench player right away. Um, it, honestly, I'm not going to go too hard on this because if they have Andrew Wiggins falling in a redraft to the Kings here, by all means, you know, let's take it. You same as you, Ryan. Yeah. The the only other uh, honorable mentions on here is Bogdanovich was later on. Whatever. Um, where where to go? Um, Dario Saric, and I'm I'm a big fan of this. Well, there's Gary Harris too, but I'm a big fan of uh, T.J. Warren too. Uh, that's another honorable mention there for, and that's that fits that fits yeah, the but, Sacramento need then too. But not over no, Wiggins, no, so I think no, you got to say sure, that out sure. loud. Yeah. Okay. 
Next year, Doug, we're in 2015. With the first pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves take Carl Anthony Towns, which they did. Uh, Second, the LA Lakers take Devin Booker. The third pick, the 76ers take Kristaps Porzingis. The fourth pick, the New York Knicks take Miles Turner. The fifth pick, the Orlando Magic take D'Angelo Russell. And the sixth pick, your Sacramento Kings take Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson is an interesting player because, like, by all accounts, stuff I read, he's considered what you would consider like a top perimeter defender, and he he's like a three and D guard. But um, who's still on the board, Ryan? That you saw out of people, that? dude. Yes, Montrez Harrell, Kelly Kelly Oubre, Terry Rozier. Let me Norman Powell. Let me just keep like, come on, like, dude, that's that's bad. They they oh Rashawn Holmes, Justice Winslow. <laughs> uh, yeah, just yeah, they, yeah. They, just as uh, though I like honestly, uh, Montrezl Harrell, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take Montrezl Harrell, Kelly Oubre there. In in this draft, looking back, I remember the guy that I wanted the Kings. There were a couple of guys I wanted the Kings to get, and I'm not going to lie. I thought Willie could be could have been a good running partner with Demarcus Cousins, and I think that's why we hate on him so hard is because we were optimistic when he came out. But the guy I really wanted was was Justice Winslow in that well. draft. I, I, that was the guy I wanted. Yeah, he, he hands down, and I was disappointed when they didn't take him. But also, you know, Ryan and I are, are Texas fans, and Miles Turner was another guy too who I thought would have would have been a good player, probably over Willie just because he's a better overall player. But um, yeah, so probably failed on this on this redraft here. Okay, moving uh, on I'm to excited. I'm excited for the next year. 2016. All right. The Philadelphia 76ers with the first overall pick take Pascal Siakam. The second pick, the Lakers take Ben Simmons. The third pick, the Boston Celtics take Brandon Ingram. The fourth pick, the Phoenix Suns take Jalen Brown. The fifth pick, the Timberwolves take Jamal Murray. The sixth pick, the Pelicans take Fred Van Vliet. The seventh pick, the Nuggets take Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> and the eighth eighth pick, the Kings take uh, Sabonis. So that's a good draft. They got Buddy Heald going falling Nine all the to way. Toronto. Like, that's bad, dude. Fred Van Fleet over Buddy Heald? Come on, man. Come I know. Come on, man. He would, you know, that's the thing though. It's, it's, he was a, he was a, he was a bench player on a championship team. And, you know, he had like, he had a, he had a few good games once this kid was born. Uh, interesting that they had that, that this is a really good draft. <laughs> interesting that Pascal Siakam went number one over Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, especially Brandon Ingram this year, dude. He was 25 and a half points a game, dude. He was like, having a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. Pascal. This draft, um, you, you know uh, that, that I like Sabonis, so I'll good good to Bleacher Report. The before we move on, my commentary on this draft, looking back, um, it was a really good draft. But it, uh, unfortunately, I think uh, this really set the Kings back because the Kings had um, they 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 traded a lot in this draft. This is where they traded back and acquired picks, and then they got because um, they traded the rights to of Marquise Chris yeah. right, and they traded him to yeah. the Suns, and then they traded back. And that's where they ended up with Poppy Giannis, who they took over um, a lot of guys. And then they took Malachi Richardson, who they took over guys. And then um, they took Scalabissier, who they took over a lot of guys, which um, 
you know, none of those guys are even on the roster anymore. And that's three first round picks in the prime of a rebuild that they didn't even land a player. They didn't land a player. And there were there were players Dude, there. In real world, okay. So without a redraft, just the guys that they drafted um Papianis over, uh Karis Levert, um oh guys that they draft oh Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, Deontay Davis, uh Malcolm Brogdon, uh Zubak, all these guys are are really good players that are still in the league are going to be really, you know, DeJounte Murray, if he wouldn't have got hurt, man, who knows where he'd be at right now. Um, dude, that's, that's horrible. They drafted all these guys. That That's bad, dude. That was really bad. Yep. So as you can tell, as we're going through, it's just like, I think part of the reason we wanted to do this was to look back at the misses and then really see if Bleacher Report got it right. And this draft, especially three first round picks, none of them were on your roster after two years and you passed on Sabonis who they could have had um easily uh probably a fail for the kings there so doug okay, bring 2017 us on the first overall pick the philadelphia 76ers take jason tatum the second pick the lakers take donovan mitchell the third pick the celtics take bam out i can never say his last name right uh the fourth pick the fourth pick oh, you got the it, suns huh? take De'Aaron fox and the fifth pick the kings take jonathan isaac Jonathan Isaac, really? Over Lowry um, Markkinen? And OG Ananobi with the next pick. So in, in this one, the Kings also had two first-round picks. The, the Kings really, I think Darren Fox is is still the, uh, the guy from that draft the, right, that right now. That second pick you know? at 10 that the Kings had, Bleacher Report had them taking Jarrett Allen, the big guy out of uh, that's in Brooklyn now. Yeah, I was going to say, so they took – all right, so Luke Kennard is a, is a good player. Um Jonathan Isaac, really, dude? Lowry Markinen, uh, Dennis Smith, who I'm, I still like. People don't like him because he's inefficient. But uh, Luke Kennard, uh, who else was down here that I saw? Oh, yeah, the Jared Allen one. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, dude. Like, I'll take Kuzma over over Jonathan Isaac, dude. Like, wow. So th- this draft, actually, I forgot because the Kings got um, Harry Charles in this they draft, did. too, yeah. in the 20. Yes, um, I wanted this one, Doug. Who who got drafted? Did did above Deeron Fox? Did did uh, Donovan yeah, Mitchell? Uh, three was Bam. Redraft. Two was Donovan Mitchell, and one was Jason Tatum. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I still think Deeron Fox is the number one player in this draft. Hey, still, I still Jason think Tatum. that. And you, so far, I I'm biased. Jason I guess the best player on a playoff team, dude. He he went he went seven he went seven right. games as a rookie, dude, with Cleveland. They, he went seven games as a it's, rookie with Kyrie out in, with Cleveland, dude. That's uh, my, my whole thing without going into it too much, though, is that it's still they're still super young. They're still still super young. And so the, I think debate's still out. Before we move on, the point I wanted to bring up on this draft was, and no lie, I wanted OG Anobi. That's who I wanted late in this draft because the Kings had picks. And I didn't know too much about him. And I remember watching him. He was thick and he was really big and he, he you know, he played at Indiana, and he was just that type of player that we've talked about over the years of the Kings needing athletic, big wing players. I really, really wanted him, and they passed on him two times. And I was, uh, yeah, I was definitely bummed this draft because I thought if you have that many picks, like, I mean, if they had taken a guy like that, he'd still be starting also, at the wing for them, and it could have changed their franchise. Also, we forgot about like uh, Lonzo Ball and 
I, I would probably take Lonzo Ball over Jonathan Isaac, and I might even take Markel Fultz over Jonathan Isaac. Markel Fultz is having a decent yeah, comeback season, comeback and he's on the same. Yeah, and he's and he's on the same team as Jonathan Isaac. So I honestly I haven't heard shit from Jonathan Isaac since he's been in the NBA. I haven't heard nothing. That's because he play, he plays in Orlando too. So Doug, we didn't have a pick in eighteen, right? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Sorry, you said one of you didn't have a pick. I was, was just thinking in my head. Right? Well, what um, was, so you want to move on to two thousand eighteen? Oh, I'm sorry, it was nineteen last year. We didn't have a first round. Yeah, pick. last year we did not. Okay, so that's the two thousand eighteen right. redraft from Bleacher Report. Number one, the Phoenix Suns take Luka Doncic. Number two, the Kings take Trey Young. Number three. The Hawks take Jaron Jackson. Number four, the Grizzlies take Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander. And number five, the Mavs take DeAndre Ayton. So I'm an I'm an idiot for just dismissing we didn't have a pick, because of course I'd pick this year. I wasn't thinking. But um did so in this one, they don't even have where do they have Martin uh, Bagley going? To Cleveland. Yeah, so in my redraft here. Based on how it fell, I, to be honest with you guys, I still I still would stick with Bagley in a redraft here and the way it fell. I still would. I'm not I, I'm not like out on no, Bagley. Nobody is like I would still take Bagley. You wouldn't take oh. DeAndre Ayton? Dude average like eighteen and like eleven. No, they said he went number we have number two pick, Eric. Oh no, they okay, my bad. I thought that no, he was we have the number two pick. My bad. So you're Basically, gonna take Bagley number two. Luca would go one, and then you have the options of Trey Young, yes. DeAndre Ayton, Bagley after that. Yeah. You take you take you I don't have know, Darren man. Fox, so they, the Kings wouldn't have taken another point guard. Okay. So yeah. realistically, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it as okay, we already have Darren Fox, we have our cornerstone point guard. We need that big man. They take DeAndre Ayton here, number two. Dude average like he's a walking double double. Easy. Okay, here's what I'll say about this. It is only because Bagley's been hurt, but I'm telling you, I still think that Bagley. I still, I still think that Bagley can take it. To, can okay. take it there. But you got to go off of what have they done? What have they're doing right now? It's a redraft from their point in this career right now. It's not on a redraft of what you think they can do two years from now. It's what have they done for me lately? And Marvin Bagley has done nothing lately. And I agree that if up to this point in their career, yes, you take him number eight. I, I agree. That's a, that's a that's a decent one, and this is a hard one because there's so many deep players. You know, like you have Michael Porter went number fourteen down here. You have Dante uh, Divincenzo. You have Kevin Herter. Like this was a crazy, crazy uh, deep draft right here. And you got to take John De- Drayton, dude. You have to, man. Yeah. So you probably, I, I hear what you're saying, and I say I would concede now, but I just want to say I still think I, the the fact that Bagley slips to eight and people are out on Bagley, yeah. that's a conversation we're gonna have to have going like next season. We'll have to talk about it because we still think he's got talent. Um, but so I, another fun episode with you guys. Thanks for hanging on with us, going through. Uh, send us articles on our in, our Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us at Kingscast. Um, individually, you can follow us at D, at Kingscast D Fresh at Kingscast Ryan at Kingscast Eric. We like to debate. We like to talk, and we like to share information. We'll, we'll tweet out some of those links, specifically the uh, Collapse SB Nation series for you guys to watch, and then we'll also put out that clip of the king's redrafts or king's drafts over the years um so thanks for joining us for d fresh and ryan this is eric go kings kings kings
Thanks for listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be notified for our next episode. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.